This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yeah. I do like that stat. I'm going to use that again. <laughs> you can have it. You can have it. <laughs> Next time I'm putting a deck together, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You can have it, man. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows him, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us this time round, Robbie Lyle from AFTV. Good evening. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm really good. Really good. Thanks for having me on. Mate, absolute pleasure to have you on. Just to, to start this podcast off, as we were saying before we started recording, we, we, we've spoken to a lot of ex-Watford players and quite interesting people in and around football, but also some of our most popular podcasts have actually been outside of football. We've we've done um, you know a couple of musicians um, and so forth. And, and really... You fall into a couple of categories, you know, your music background, (laughs) the football side of it. So, you know, where interesting characters come along, you are, you know, you're right up there for me. And also the the, the big thing for me was myself and Justin started a podcast, uh, you know, in the midst of COVID, no football, two guys like what the hell can we do to fill the time and this kind of just and and, and bit by bit, it's it's kind of snowballed out of nowhere. Mm. And, And you know all about that. You're, you're kind of, um, and I ex- explained to Justin recently, you're kind of like the pinnacle of what we're doing, you know, in, in, in the sense of from a football point of view. And we were, we were really interested to speak to you to kind of get how it all came from, you know, and, 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 and all that. I've got to start somewhere, though, with the Watford side of it, because when we said you were coming on, a lot of people, rumour mills go, were you born in Luton? Can you confirm nor <laughs> deny? No, I wasn't. <laughs> You're trying to get me slaughtered before I even start on this video. Um, I was actually, I was actually born in Luton. No, I was born in London, but I did, um, I did live in Luton at one time. I went to, okay. uh, I went to uh, like high school in Luton. I am familiar with Luton. My mum and dad, um, they've passed away now, but they still have a house in Luton. So oh, yeah, <laughs> so I'm well aware. I'm well aware of the rivalry between Luton, <laughs> between Luton and Watford, and I know it is. You know what? It's a very, it's a very hot rivalry as well. Isn't yeah, it? fierce, yeah, mate. Yeah. Absolutely um, fierce. Yeah. But yeah, I'm well aware. I'm well aware of that rivalry. Good. <laughs> straight, straight under the bus in under five minutes. <laughs> straight on to trying to get me killed the next time I go down to Watford. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, so talk us through um, how it all started, Robbie. Like, uh, 2012 AFTV kind of come around. I, I think I'm right in saying what what kind of provoked you to kind of go? Do you know what I'm going to do this? 
just the love of um of Arsenal, and uh, I really wanted to try and create a platform where you know fans of Arsenal could give their opinions on the club and give their opinions on you know the games and stuff. Like that. I always used to get a bit frustrated with just only hearing from the pundits, and you know sometimes some of those pundits you could tell they hadn't even been to a game. Um, <laughs> so you know I was like I want to I want to hear from the real fans, you know, and I wanted to do it in a way in which you could see you know like video video content. And and I sort of took inspiration from, you know, there's a friend of mine called Coogan Cassius. You mean him go way back. Um, you know, we used to go to watch Arsenal from the days of Highbury. And, yep. you know, he had a, he, well, he still has um, a boxing channel called IFL TV. And I was just like, seeing what he was doing and the way he did it with film and stuff like that. And I was like, I'd love to do that with you know football with Arsenal so um I didn't have any experience in filming or um I didn't have a YouTube channel or or any social media channels really um but I just had the idea for it and I just one day just said you know I'm going to put this into action and just went for it and it's just sort of been from there really you know what I mean um, so I kind of really went into it really blind, really sort of really went into the deep end, really jumped out of my comfort zone and went into it. And yeah, 10 years later, nearly, we're still here, you know? So it's it's been great. It's been a great journey. It's been really enjoyable. There's been ups and downs along the way, but it's it's been fantastic. Um, and, you know, like creating something out of what you love which is football out of the club you love which is Arsenal you know it's, it's been it's phenomenal it's been brilliant no that's that's awesome I mean it's we're similar in the sense of Watford's a funny club you know we're only a small club in comparison to most Premier League sides but yeah. for some reason I don't I don't know why but there tends to be quite a lot of sort of media outlets for Watford like the, the podcast and, 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 and so forth but me and Justin's gripe and it, it touches on what you just said there was that the club kind of had this one generic um, phrase that always used to come out, you know, when we were, I'll, I'll say it how it is, when we were sh- I wanted to go go into the pub afterwards and have a conversation with a fan about what went wrong and, and, and so forth, because it's, mm. it's, it's a level-headed, you know, kind of thing. Mm. When you've got the club coming out saying, oh, we, go, know, we again go, whatever, we go yeah. again and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, come on, really? You know, all, all the time, yeah. And, it, and it, 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 it was born out of frustration, really. It was kind of like, just similar to what you've, what you've said there, you know, uh, mm. media people coming in, probably haven't even been to the game and stuff like that. So we really wanted to get yeah. a, a, a different spin on a podcast because we mm. wanted it to be, when they're good, they're good. When they're not, they're not. Exactly. And I mean, that, you're, 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 you're invested in the club. You love the club. Mm. You go to games, you go home, you go away. You know, I mean, as fans, your weekend's ruined when Watford lose. It's just like my weekend's ruined when Arsenal lose, right? But those people that are so invested in their football team, we never used to hear from them. I Mm. mean, I remember seeing programs on TV where they had fans in the audience, just like literally, they're just like there for almost like decoration. You know, they never said anything. You never got any input from them. I was just like, no, I want to be able to just speak to a fan of Arsenal. I don't care who he is. I don't care what he looks like. All I care about is that he's a fan of Arsenal and he's got um, something to say, whether it be, you know, and, you know, it's not always talking about bad performances. A lot of times it's talking, well, the majority of times in, in our case, very luckily at Arsenal, it's about talking about wins. Yeah. Mm. Good performances. Yeah. And talking about things to do with the club, um, things that we're happy about, things that we're proud about, things that we're not so happy about, you know? So it's about giving people a chance to have their say. And as you said, a lot of football clubs, especially Premier League clubs, you know, it's it's a very sanitised um, sort of stuff that's put out there. You know, it's like, especially in the Premier League. You yeah. Know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was it was just all about doing that and I'm, I'm glad that we see now so many different people doing content whether it be podcasts like what you guys are doing or video stuff or whatever around their club because when we first started there was hardly any so mm. it's, it's great to see I think you first sort of came onto my radar uh, it would have been when Arsene Wenger was still with you and there was this whole sort <laughs> of Wenger in Wenger out thing going on and, and some of the discussions mm. that you were having post-match as a non-Arsenal fan were fascinating to watch some fans were very pro him some are very against him and you know it would be every sort of Saturday you think oh I'm gonna leave it a bit and put AFTV on and see what they're saying today and as I say I'm not an Arsenal fan but 
I found it very entertaining to watch. It was a very um, emotional, very fascinating, very difficult sometimes time with Arsene Wenger because you, you're talking about a manager that's a legend of Arsenal yeah. Football Club. The guy's just given the guy that's given me the greatest memories ever at Arsenal, built the best team I've ever seen at Arsenal, a complete legend, but he was going through a period, you know, he's obviously manager for over 20 years and he was going through a period where, you know, fans are starting to doubt him. Fans are starting to say, well, you know what? We feel, even though you've been this great manager, we feel there needs to be a change. So you had a section of fans that were saying, we feel there needs to be a change. And then you had another section of fans that were saying, well, actually, no, I mean, this guy, he's done so many great things for this football club that despite the fact that we're having a hard time, we should still stick with him. So it did kind of create a little bit of a divide. And obviously we being there on the ground and allowing fans to have their say, you'd hear both sides, which is quite unique because before, I, I, I reckon beforehand, you would never have heard You'd only have heard one side. Um, so you you got to hear both sides. So I guess it was really fascinating. For me, it was a difficult time sometimes because, you know... Well, you didn't ever... You, really you're in the middle. To, you're yeah, caught in the middle. That's it. You didn't really ever seem to take a side. You sort of sat yeah. neutrally. And you must have had feelings about that. You must have thought either I want him to stay or I want him to go. But you had to kind of sit in the middle on that a little bit. Yeah, I, I always tried to just keep my opinions to myself on it because um, for me, when, when, I'm, when I'm interviewing people, I always look on it like I want to get your opinion I don't want to influence what you have to say it's, it's about your opinion and that's what I want to get but for me personally within me I, I was like I could see I I'd say I was sort of at first I didn't want him to go you know even I'd be interviewing fans and they're saying they want him out and that and I was like mm. in, in, inside me I'm thinking nah 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 shut up <laughs> well not 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 shut up <laughs> not shut up but just inside me I'm thinking nah man let, let's let's keep you know, give him a bit more time. You know, what I mean, he, he, you know, he's 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 got tight restraints when it comes to money, the stadium that's been built. As time started to go on, even me, I was like, you know what? I feel he's been a great manager. I feel the time has come now for a change, mm-hmm. and it's nothing on him. He was here for a very long time. It's nothing on him, but a time had come for a change. Everything comes to an end. You know what I mean? So it was it, it was it was tough, man, because you know, what I mean, as I said, you know, what I mean, you get two sides. And, you know, the two sides sometimes could be quite vociferous and I'd get accused, like some people would come up to me and they'd say, oh, why are you allowing these guys to come on and be against Arsene Wenger? Then I'd get another set of people coming on and saying, oh, you're pro the club because you're not, you know, you should be helping to get Wenger out. And I was, I was like, listen, man, I go, leave me out of it. It's just about, we're almost like we're reporting. Yeah. And yeah, we're giving yeah, yeah. people a chance to have their say. And that's all we did. And, um, you know, in the end, he, he did end up, up leaving. So, and it happens. I mean, it was interesting for me the other day listening to a loads of Leeds fans after Bielsa left. Um, it kind of see, kind of reminded me a lot of the Arsene Wenger situation in that I think a lot of those Leeds fans know that Bielsa, he'd come to the end of his reign. He, you know, he, he got found loved, out, didn't he? Yeah, but they loved him so much for, and, and they just, of all the things that he did and he brought them back to the Premier League and they just like, I, I, I really, you know, when I was listening to them, I really understood why a lot of them were saying, no, we don't, we didn't want him to leave. Mm. Although probably is the right decision. I mean, no, I think any other manager under the, his circumstances with the, some of the defeats that they've had, no fan would be saying, anything apart from get rid of him mm. but yeah, yeah. because of all the things he's done for that club for that city why the fans were turning around and saying well no actually you know what i mean we shouldn't have got rid of him so i get it i mean because we've been through it at arsenal well we can't really talk when it comes to managers anyway so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got it in and out every week haven't <laughs> we you? Have, yeah. Mate, we, we've had more more managers than i've ever i've owned underpants i mean it's <laughs> it, it's outrageous with the watford situation the managers are i just I can't get my head around it. I mean, yeah. I guess in, in a way it has worked, though, in the past. So I wouldn't be able to keep up. Imagine us doing... <laughs> yeah. You'd be very busy. You'd be very busy. Be very busy, oh, yeah. You, you would stop. You would stop. It doesn't really I mean, make we, sense it, to it, us, it, to be it, honest, does it? It doesn't no. make sense to us. I mean, we kind of know. You kind of think, oh, I don't think this guy's going to last very long now. I mean, Ranieri, you know, you just think he's probably got two more games and then sure enough, he's gone. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it is a bit of a revolving door. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh, moving if I was a manager. I wouldn't be moving my family and buying houses. And There's stuff not like much that. point, no. Yeah, no, no, no. 
exactly. But it's a val- that's a valid point you make, though, because, you, you know, from a fan's point of view, you look at that and you go, well, what decent manager, Premier League author in the Championship is actually going to go, do you know what? I'm going to go and invest my, my time and my, you know, and everything <laughs> in that. When at the back of the Reds, they're probably thinking, if, if I get six months out of this job, I've done well. So yeah, well, it, I think, you know, listen, Mikel Arteta at Watford would have been sacked, wouldn't he? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, so, you know, I... I, I... Listen, I, I I don't know your club like you guys know, but it starts. You start to look at it and think to yourself, they they have to look at themselves now. Because yeah. if you, because I I was thinking about this the other day when when Watford got rid of the the last manager, and I was thinking of, of uh, Ranier, and I was thinking to myself, when does it come to the stage that the owners look at it and say, well, hold on, is it our maybe we need to look at our decision making then? Because if we and uh, we're not able to choose a good manager and we have to keep chopping and changing so much, there's something wrong with our decision making process and yeah. how we do things. So it's a real you, you, you couldn't have summed it up better, mate. We we are in the, right on a crossroads with the fan base at Watford where you know there's a large portion of the fan base now going do they even have they got a clue what's going on upstairs? You know what what mm. is the what's the what's the the, the decision making process, the recruitment, you know, all all of that stuff. It's it's really now starting to um, to unwind from from that point it, of view. It, it would be a bit like if we were to stand outside with a microphone and say, "Are you potsos in?" Or Pozzo's yeah. out. Exactly the same thing with the Wenger yeah. thing. And we'd have a mix of opinions and it'd be half and half, I think, at the moment. Yeah. From what I'm hearing anyway, it seems to be very yeah. much, you I know. Can, I can understand that, yeah, because they have done, you know, to be fair to them, they've also done great things, you know what I mean? They've done a lot of good things. You know, a lot, so, you know the, the infrastructure of the club. I mean, if you, yeah. you've been following Arsenal for a long time, if you saw Vicarage Road before mm. they came in, my God, you know, what, what a difference that is. I mean, I know it's only a, it's a small stadium in comparison, but... Facilities-wise, mm. we, you know, we've got some of the best. Obviously, we're next door to Arsenal. Next door, I've been, I've been to your training ground. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's, right it's quality, door. isn't it? It's quality. Yeah. 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 yeah, we keep throwing your balls back over the hedge. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did. It actually used to be Arsenal's training ground, didn't it? It did. Yeah, so, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we mm. knocked that down and restarted. That, okay, that was that was the way to do it. But mm. I, one thing I want to touch on, Robbie, um, and it, it, it's it's kind of a part that interests me because again, I, I've probably felt it a little bit. Footballs are very much about opinions, you know, and that and that's kind of what what, what you've said, and it should be it should always be about opinions and no opinions wrong, it, it, but it's how you present that. Me and Justin, before we before you came on, we were we were talking on how massive Arsenal TV has gone. Like when you actually look at the figures, you know, billions of mm. people have seen Arsenal TV, and I think we're working at one in eight people on planet Earth globally. Yeah, yeah, one in eight people on planet Earth. It, 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 there's, a, there's a fair chance that they have seen Arsenal TV, which is which is that's crazy. I never looked crazy. at it like that before. It's crazy. You know, if we put eight people in a room, one of them at least has seen it. Well, I'm not Anywhere sure you'd be quite. <laughs> that's a stat go. I'm going to use. You know, well, it's yeah, a stat I'm going to use. Although I don't think it's probably true. Well, I think I read somewhere you've We've had one point eight three, one point zero eight three billion views or something. There's yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. There's that, eight... that, we, we've got to remember that that will be some people coming back and watching it again. Okay, so. right. But there's 8 billion people in the world. That's one in eight, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. I do like that stat. I'm going to use that again. <laughs> you can have it. You can have it. <laughs> Next time I'm putting a deck together, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it, man. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's gone It's gone so globally big. And you, you know, I, I've seen you walking up Vicarage Road and it's probably, probably people asking for photos mm. and, and stuff like that. And you're a guy that, you know, you come across that you're one of us. You know, you're a football fan. You're, you're you're no different to anyone. What's that like for you? How does that kind of affect, you know, Robbie as, as a person? Because obviously there's, I've, I've felt it, you know, I get people from, from the, our supporters group going, you know, you don't know what you're effing talking about. They <laughs> never so say that to me, Carl. They only ever say that to you for some reason. <laughs> yeah, funny that, isn't it? Yeah. You're about the haters. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. A, you know what? It's a real crazy situation. That on the one hand, you get some people who absolutely love what you do, adore what you do. I'd say, listen, the majority of people you get so much love i go to games i will walk down the street i get so much love but then you do get some people who dislike what you do as well mm. you know what i mean they they um they, they, there's a mixture of some people that don't like sort of modern social media you've got some people who are just haters really 
They just don't yeah, like, yeah. just don't like you because their perception is uh um well you don't represent me and you know what I mean and you're negative about the club and which those things are not true. We're not negative about the club. If we come outside a game and we're speaking to fans and we've just been beaten three nil, you know, it's very hard to find a lot of positivity. You know what yeah, I mean? People people may not be very happy and we just reflect that. Yeah. You know, um so you are there to be sort of shot at you know, in on that aspect. And you do get some people, I mean, I've had a, I've had it at Arsenal. I've had, you know, even people, some fans coming and abusing me. Really? And yeah, abusing me. The, the thing that you said earlier, you're a Luton fan. <laughs> because I was, you know, because I lived in Luton um, once, you know. So even these sort of things, you know, um, you don't know what you're talking about. Now, listen, I'm not professing to be anything better than any other Arsenal fan. I'm an Arsenal fan. Who has, an, an opinion, who has an opinion, just like every other Arsenal fan has their opinion, just like with you guys, you're a Watford fan. Your opinion is your opinion. Yeah. Yeah? 100%. Yeah. My opinion at the moment with Mikel Arteta is, I said this, like even earlier on in the season when we were doing badly, I was like, I would give him at least till the end of the season to see what he does. That was my opinion. At that time, there's some people slagging me off. <laughs> right, but that's my opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm. My, my skin's quite thick that way because that's my opinion. I don't care. If yeah, yeah. Me off. Mm. That is my opinion. I'm not saying that should be your opinion. Your opinion is your opinion. Mm. And I don't like people. You know, you get some fans sometimes. Like I don't know. You, you know, it's, you can't win with some of them. You know, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember a fan one time. I was on a trip abroad with Arsenal, and uh, this fan was saying to me, he "Goes, oh, I don't like what you lot do. All this social media crap." that you lot do, you know, fans ranting. So I said to him, I go, listen, if you watched all of our content, you'd see the fans ain't always ranting. As a matter of fact, we win most of our games. So fans are not mostly ranting. He goes, well, the stuff that I get, you're ranting. I said, well, maybe you should have a look at the other stuff and you'd see, you know. And he goes, well, all this social media stuff is crap. People at grounds with phones and all that. And so he said all that, right? But then somebody then pointed out to me, this was the, like the night before the game, somebody then pointed out to me his, his account on Twitter, which is all kind of rants on it, all kind of slagging off this player, that player. So I saw him the next day in the pub and I said, yo, I said, I thought you didn't like social media. You've got your Twitter account. You're all over it. He goes, yeah, but that's different because it's only small. Oh, so, said, no, so it's I go, the size of the different. platform. I go, yeah. I go, it's not different. I yeah. go, you've it's got a platform. social media platform. All right, mine's bigger than yours. Yeah. But you've got a social media platform. And you're on there slating loads of people. So what's the mm. difference with some of these guys? You can't win. You really have to just look on it and say, you just have to say, I'm just going to do my thing. And, you know, you try to make sure that you create content that's going to please the majority of people. And, you know, but you can't, I think in football, and if you're going to make content and if you're going to make, have a channel, or if you're going to just get it into your head, I'll say this to everyone, that you're not going to please everybody. There's going to be a section of people that dislike what you do and expect them sometimes to be vocal. So I'll go to games sometimes and some of them will come up to me and I'll hate what you do, mate, and things like that, which, <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll be like, well, yo, listen, you didn't have to come up and abuse me, but it's, that's your opinion. It's up to you. That's a, don't yeah, watch. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch yeah. it. I'm not trying to say that I represent every Arsenal fan because, of course, I don't. Every Arsenal fan is different. Yeah. Every football fan is different. You know what I mean? You you see it where there'll be an England game on, and we will pick a different team. Yeah. There'll be yeah. a there'll be a what for your what for game on this weekend against um Arsenal. You two will probably pick a different team. Quite possibly, yeah. When when we yeah. do the AFTV, we will we do a starting eleven show. There'll be four of us there. Sorry, sorry, five of us there on that show. We'll come up with a different team. All five of us. Yeah, we've got different opinions. Opinions, yeah. There's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with that as long as we're all respectful with it. So, and that's it. Yeah, you, you've you've got to, you know, just sometimes, honestly, you just have to ignore some of these people because honestly, it's never going to change. It's football. There's football is a game of opinions, and there's opinions left, right, and center. That's what I've learned over the years. And that's why I just like, you know, when some people come, you know, you just got to make sure that you're what you're doing has got integrity and that you're trying to create good content. And that's what we look to do. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we look to do. And, you know, and I'd say on the whole, 90 percent of people are really cool with it. I have a really good, you know, rapport with fans of all clubs, apart from yep. Tottenham fans on a match day. I, I, I get on all right with Tottenham <laughs> fans. Right. I can see Tottenham fans and have a laugh with them, but when it comes to the actual match day, they turn. Yeah, they turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah they turn. 
Yeah. But listen, it's football, so I get it. I've been going to football since I was a little kid, so yeah, I get it. Um, I understand how football works, so you know, and but I just I would just like people to be a bit more sometimes respectful with other people when they have a you know your opinion is different to mine. Let's let's have a we can sit and we can argue about it, but let's it it doesn't have to turn into anything more than more than that. You yeah. know, back and forth between fans. That's what you should. Yeah. That's what it's all about, and that's what we that's what we try to promote on our platform. Have our have your opinions, go back and forth, but do it respectfully. You know? Yeah. Just just going back on the uh, the negative comments thing. There was a, there was a moment where I think it was Hector Bellerin came out and said that you were kind oh, of remember this. Um, capitalizing mm. on poor results or something. How do you deal with things like that when actual players are starting to sort of say these things? Yeah, it was uh, you know um, again. You know, it's his opinion, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So what can I, you know, again, that's, that's how, that's again, how I dealt with that situation was just like, that's Hector Bellerin's opinion. And just like we are able to have a pop at him if he's performing badly, if he doesn't like what we do. And if that's his opinion, that's his opinion. I can't, you know, and that's not exactly what I said at the time. I said, listen, I don't agree with what he says. Mm. Yeah. I disagree. Nah, with nah. But what, yeah. right? Because, you know, and I've made my case for why I disagree with him. You know what I mean? I'm like, listen, I don't work for Arsenal football club it's my money i spend my money i go to every single game home and away following my football club around and we we give people um a chance to have their opinions and we're there when we lose we're there when we draw we're there when we win over the years we've been to pointless games i mean all the talk about ukraine at the moment i remember going over there for a game when the country was under martial law when there must be about 50 arsenal fans turned up and i was one of them <laughs> right and we were you know at that time we weren't even sure where if the game was going to be on and in at the last minute, they moved it to Kiev. I feel that when I'm doing things like that, I'm entitled to have my opinion. Yeah, on Yeah, totally agree. Right. So yeah. that's all I said. I didn't, you know, I didn't say I oh, Hector Bellerin's this or Hector Bellerin's that. I said he's entitled to have his opinion. Mm. Not everything mm. I watch, not everything I listen to, I like. I'm not a fan of, say, I don't know, strictly. It's not my thing. But there's no way I'm going to turn around and, and and disrespect that because look at the numbers it does. Yeah, it's just yeah. not my thing. No. That's all. It's no. not it my thing. To me. No, you know I don't watch EastEnders, but it's the, you know probably the most popular show in this country. So you know it's everybody's entitled to have, as I said, their opinion as long as they do it in a respectful way. He did it in a respectful way. He slagged us off, but it was respectful. Um, so. <laughs> But it, it works you know, out well for him. He's, in, he's entitled he... to his opinion. He did end up going and having a YouTube channel after that, which was quite quite interesting. But... <laughs> so, so what's your relationship like with the club? Do you, do you have a relationship with Arsenal at all? Do they ever give you any feedback on anything or do they just largely let you get on with it? They just largely just let us get on with it. I wouldn't say, you know, um, we don't have a bad relationship. They allow us to, to to film outside the stadium. Decent enough relationship with them. But Arsenal Football Club are Arsenal Football Club and we, you know, AFTV are AFTV. You know mm. I mean? Um, we're two separate, two, two separate, two separate entities. entities. Um, yeah. You know, Arsenal Football Club is the club I follow, the club I love. And I don't have a problem with them. I under, I get it i again i understand that a football club has to be you know has to operate how they operate we question a lot of things they do sometimes but they they've always been they've always been respectful so um yeah i have no problem i, I wouldn't say we've got no we have no close relationship i don't get free tickets to games and <laughs> you know i've heard that before i was like wow i wish you know yeah, I wish, free yeah. tickets to games. <laughs> you don't really get invited into press conferences or anything like that but we do our thing they do this. Yeah. Just just talking about Arsenal and a, a, a club for me that interests me. When you look back at you know I, I'm going back you know David Seaman, Tony Adams, you know that that back four, Paul Merson's, mm. Ian Wrights, like, like that, and and Highbury. Yeah. And then I look at the Arsenal now where it kind of changed. Not that shirt you're wearing. I think that was the last shirt at Highbury, wasn't it? Was that the? Yeah, 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 it was. yeah, yeah. It was so. So I'm really interested from a from a fan's point of view because I I look at it from a from a Watford fan looking at Arsenal and I kind of go that stadium move really didn't go down quite as well as as it was it was it was meant to do because I think <laughs> Arsenal when they were at Highbury and it was that Arsenal they they were a force you know constant season in season out and it never really quite clicked in at, at the Emirates and I, I'm just interested what your hmm. what your opinion is on it. That's why I'm <coughs> excuse me. Is why no, I always we, say you, to, need, you need to cut down the Jack Daniels in that one, mate. <laughs> no, no, he's, a, he's only Coke, no Jack Daniels, <laughs> no Jack Daniels. I wouldn't be coughing then, would I? 
Um, it really, you know what, you know what, with, with that stadium move, listen, when we was a hybrid, we were a force. We won mm. titles. We were a fair team. I remember, you know, obviously, yeah. we, you know, we went a whole season unbeaten at Highbury, you know? Yep. And then, you know, there was a lot of promises made when we moved to the new stadium. It's a great stadium. We paid a heavy price for going there, which is basically no league title since. We've not won a yeah. league title since we've moved to that stadium. We've not really got, there's one occasion we kind of got close, but we've never really been close since. So Arsenal fans are so patient. I'm telling you, like people sometimes say, oh, Arsenal fans are always moaning. What are you lot moaning about? Listen, we were told, remember where we're going. Look at it like, I don't know, look at Man City now, right? So imagine yeah. if they, if someone said to the fans at Man City, right, you guys, we're moving to a brand new stadium. This stadium is going to be beautiful and everything. And we're going to challenge to do everything. We'll be challenging to win the Champions League, everything. And then they move to the new stadium. And then for the next 15, 16, 17 years, they don't win anything. Mm. They'd be all in uproar, wouldn't they? So yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, I mean, that is the equivalent. We went from winning everything to this new stadium to really hardly winning anything, just winning some FA Cups. So you can understand why fans have been very frustrated over the years. You spoke about some of the players we had there at Highbury. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, unbelievable players. But when we moved to the new stadium, we ended up having to sell year in, mm. year out the, our best players. You know, so it's been a really, it's been a really tough time for Arsenal as a football club and going from all that success, you know, I, I, it's, it's really amazing to me sometimes I'm speaking to young fans and they've never seen Arsenal win the title. Yeah, yeah, like, that's mad, that's wow. mad to think, isn't it? That's mad. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, Robbie, I'd just love to see us win the title. I go, yeah, but we have won the title. We've won it loads. <laughs> go, yeah, no, I'm 18, mate. <laughs> I'm 18, Robbie, I've never seen it. I'm like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yeah, it's you mad. Know, so, when, you, when you say that, that's mental, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that's why now, you know, we've grown frustrated over the years and we want to see Arsenal get back to winning because this is a huge, huge club. I've been around the world with this club. Mm. The fan base is unbelievable. You go to places like America, Australia, you know, Africa. This club is absolutely monstrous. It's huge. Way bigger than Man City in those clubs. Way bigger than Chelsea, in my opinion. I mean, in, in, in those countries, right? So we need to try and bring the success back and it can come back you know what i mean the, the example of that's liverpool you know what i mean liverpool another huge humongous club with a massive fan base here in this country and right around the world they were in the doldrums for year after year after year they now are back to where they used to be and that's mm. what we got to achieve at arsenal we got to get back to challenging for league titles so the They've question is harder now because of the yeah yeah cities and all these clubs and chelsea's and but we got to get back here at the famous Sloping Pitch Podcast, we're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke-on-Trent and co-host Chris England in London's SW16. Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch Podcast. We think this tournament could be OK. Sport Social. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Ashley Blaker, and I'm hosting a new season of the comedy panel show, Never Write Off the Germans, in partnership with my diesel claim. Join me and my esteemed comedy guests as we discuss all that's ridiculous with the greatest show on earth for this winter in a host nation with domestic football equivalent to the Isthmian League South. We'll guide you through the tournament covering everything that's funny with the countries taking part. Whether you're a diehard fan... Or an occasional bandwagon jumper just supporting your home nation until they're embarrassingly knocked out by Iran. Listen on the Sports Social Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, never write off the Germans. So the question has to be then, how do you think Arsenal will achieve that? I think by being smarter, obviously money is plays a, <laughs> That's quite money important, plays a yeah. big part, but you know, money does pay a big part. But also we need to be smarter in the type of our the players we recruit. I think over the mm. years, you know, especially over the last sort of five to 10 years, we've recruited really badly. We sold players, you know, bought players high and sold them for next to nothing or let them leave for nothing. The whole thing's been a mess. Mm. And I think we've really got a, a grip of that now and just get smarter in the way we do things. I'm hoping that, you know, um, Mikel Arteta is the manager that's going to, you know, get this team back into European football, back into 
the Champions League. So then we can attract, you know, the really top players. But, you know, there are there, there are some very good signs. You know, I mean, the, the the young players that have come through have been brilliant. You know, Saka, Smithrow, um, yeah. Martinelli. Um, some of the recruitment from last season has been very good. You know, Aaron Ramsdale, uh, Tommy Asu, these sort of guys, you know, Ben White. It's been some good recruitment. So there are very good signs. There are very good signs, but I think this summer is going to be massive. I think if we could get back into the top four and then this summer go out there and make a couple of really good signs. So we've got a lot of players leaving this summer. Mm, Lacazette's yeah. leaving, Eddie Nketiah, Mohamed Elneny. There's, there's about five, six players that are going to be gone this summer. This summer's going to be really important with the recruitment. But um, I see good signs. I see good signs at the moment because it's been a mess over the years, honestly. When you look at some of the, the players we've bought, like, Mustafi for thirty-five million pounds. Yeah, <laughs> sold, sold for nothing. Yeah. Gone yeah, for zero. Yeah. And that, and that, and that's been a lot of players like that. There's been like player after player after player like that. Mm. You know, Mesut Özil left for nothing. Yeah, that was bizarre. You know? That yeah, I remember that playing out. That was bizarre. Alexis Sanchez, nothing. But, we we got to address that. But I yeah. think that your idea of failure there, a lot of teams would take in a heartbeat. You know, sitting around the top seven all the time and. I think yeah but that's I, I, not if you've been winning things though but you haven't been winning you, for a while the expectations the expectations become different don't they you know what I mean um, the expectations if you if you're a big club who've been used to winning things the expectations is you continue to win things you're realistic you understand that you know there's cities and Chelsea's and now we've got Newcastle emerging with loads of money to throw at it and you're realistic about that, but you want to see your club making progress. You want to see your club getting back to winning ways and winning things and challenging. I think the minimum for me as an Arsenal fan is I, what really frustrates me is to see over the years that we don't even challenge for the league. We're not even in it. You know what I mean? People at the start of the season, when people are talking about who's going to win the league, we're not even mentioned. Right. And that hurts mm. me because we it used to be we were always mentioned. Arsenal are in with a shout. And Arsenal would be in with a shout all season. Not necessarily you're going to win it, but you've got you've got to be in there challenging for that. And that's been really disappointing to me. I mean, this season, we're not in anything. We're out of the FA Cup. We're out of the, you know, we, we got knocked out of the Carabao Cup semi-final. All right, fair enough. We had a decent run in that. But out of the, not in Europe. Not in Europe. Arsenal Football Club. First mm. time in over 20 odd years. We're out of Europe. No European well, football. Welcome so, to our world. <laughs> I, no, I get that. I, I listen, and I, I get that though. But you guys are used to that. You know what I mean, and, yeah, and it's yeah, no yeah. disrespect to Watford as a club of the size of Arsenal and the tradition and the history of being in European football and challenging for the league. When those standards start to drop away, you know, questions are asked because you know there's you know a Watford manager has got more reasons not to be in Europe. He's not got the he's not spending the same amount of money as an Arsenal manager. He's not got the same fan base. He's not got the same expectations. You know what I mean? So I I, I want to see us getting back to those ways. And I think that that kind of has been, if I may say, the bedrock of AFTV a little bit, where the fans are coming on and expressing their frustration sometimes at, at not hitting these heights anymore and yeah. you know a lot of what I see is you know calling players out and frustration that you're not reaching the heights that you used to yeah and, and that's true and I, I think you know what if you if you watch all of our content and people who watch our content will see that fans are very fair as well because this season what's been very striking is that you've not seen a lot of fans coming on and slagging off the players hmm. because they can see that the players this season, we, we brought in a lot of new players in the summer. They can see the effort that they're putting in. They can see the work that's going in. They can see that these players are leaving it all out there. There's been a lot of love for, you know, even I remember when we got beaten by Man City, interviewing fans after the game, it was like we won. The way mm. they were talking about the players, they were like, listen, we lost the game. All right, a bit of indiscipline. Now. But you know what? I can't, if there were fans, they were like, I can't have a go at these players. Mm. They did everything to win that game. It's just kind of unfortunate that we've lost it. We're up against the best team in this country and we went toe to toe with them. It weren't like we just put, you know, 10 men behind the ball and just hope for the best. We went toe to toe. I saw that game on TV. Won that game. You know, and big up to these players for the performance that they put in. So fans are very fair. You know, I don't, I don't think fans, fans are not looking to come out and slag their players off. Fans want to win games. Well, I think I think we kind of feel the same, actually. Some of our performances this season have been shocking. And, and we've called it out and said, you know, this team just isn't good enough. Um, what, what we've always said, and it's probably the wrong thing to say, but we always find it much easier to do a podcast when we've played badly because you can just go, right, 
this is what's wrong. This is what needs to change. When you win, it's very difficult to sort of... They're not as long, are they, Carl, when we win? Some Isn't of our, it? It's so hard. I don't it's, know. I'm the, ours is a bit different because I, I, I always enjoy them when we win because I love the feel-good factor. I love the fact that people are, you know, are so positive, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I, t- I don't know. I, I wouldn't say they're any easier or any, any easier or any harder. Sometimes it can be harder when you lose. Oh, you, you, you know, because you just constantly, you just got everybody, you're trying to, as a, you're trying to, as a presenter, just try and find a positive. Yeah. 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 And yeah. You can't, yeah. you know what I mean? When it's a really horrible defeat, you're just like, well, I just want to draw on something that you just, just saying there. And I, I, I'll take you back a, a couple of years, well, a few years now, actually, because of COVID. Uh, Watford turned up at the Emirates on a, on a, on a rainy night uh, and we, <laughs> and we won three, one. Now you're gonna to have to remind me of his name, but the chat with the Ty, um, Ty. yeah, Ty, right? <laughs> and Ty, and this is the, this is one of my favourite bits. Ty blamed the fact that the pitch was wet, and you went, yeah, but Ty, it was raining for both teams, and he was just not having, <laughs> he was just not having any of it. I never forget was, that. It, honestly, that was brilliant. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. I, remember I mean, that. talk about just picking an excuse out of the air and going, right, that was, I'll have that one. <laughs> no, I remember that. I remember that. And even, you know what, Um, because I, I like quite friendly with uh, Troy Deeney when yep. he was at Watford. And I remember him even saying, like, taking a <laughs> man, you know, it's, it's raining, it's raining. Like, I'm going, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> so, so do you when you're doing the interviews at the end of games? Have you got a queue of people wanting to talk to you, or do you just say, "Look, first five only," or do you just stick? No, to you them? have a queue of people. You have yeah. like, like it can be hundreds. Yeah, crazy. I've seen it outside Watford before. It's chaos outside yeah, the shop. You're normally out there. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit chaotic. Um, so you know, literally, we just try and just like get people on. Obviously, you can't interview everybody, but you just try and get a cross section of people on. You'll have some people that are regulars that come on as well. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 there's no queuing system. It's first come, first come, I first pull a ticket, get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, some sort of raffle. Well, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, pull a ticket. Twenty four. Number right, seven is your you go. Yeah, yeah. But you you've really upped the game now because obviously when we uh, we got an email from from your people, you know, so it's it's a it's a big deal now. It's a big setup you've got. You know, you've got a studio. You've got. I, mm. I assume you've got people working for you and stuff, or not working for you, but working for the for, for AFTV. It, it's really gone massive, mate. Yeah, no, we've we've got um, a studio not too far away from the Emirates, which has been a real game changer. Game changer for us. It enables us to make much more content, better quality content. I've also got another channel called DR Sports, which is a, like a general football and um, and general sports channel, which is doing really really well. We're just just about to hit two hundred thousand subscribers on that. And it's only been going for just over a year. And wow. on that, we feature all football. So, um, yeah, I've got now, there's probably about 20 people working. So now we've sort of up in the standard of, of, of the stuff we do. You know, we're, 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 yeah, we're just trying to make it, we're just trying to improve all the time. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, I love involving as many fans as possible. One of the things I've loved about this new channel I'm doing is that we've been able to involve so many different fans of so many different clubs. And again, real authentic fans. I mean, we do a lot of watch along. We did a watch along, for instance, the other day to the Carabao Cup final. We had two Chelsea fans, two Liverpool fans, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant. You know, I mean, I, I hosted it and it, it was brilliant. The, you know, again, it's it's authentic when you see, I, I could I commented to both sets of fans, right? I was just there sitting there chilling <laughs> as, as the host, <laughs> right? I was just chilling. And I, I literally, I was looking left and looking right at them because you had the Liverpool fans on one side, the Chelsea fans on the other side. Honestly, they were shaking. Yeah, yeah. When that penalty shootout came, they were shaking with nerves. And I was just saying, look, I'll go, look at these not shaking. I'm just chilled. <laughs> and that's football for you. Absolutely. Yeah, that is football. This is what I did, exactly what I said right at the start. When you're invested in your football club, it's different. Yeah. yeah. So I, how I felt watching that Carabao Cup final is completely different to those two set of fans. Yeah. But I don't support either of them. So if you want to get the real authentic of how they what it is like you got to speak to those guys you got to yeah. speak to the chelsea guys after yeah who were gutted yeah and they were so disappointed the amount of, they, they felt they should have won the game because the amount of chances they missed mason mount um pulisic they were like gutted and then you spoke to the liverpool fans and they were absolutely ecstatic yeah 
They would, you know, what I mean, it's 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 some um, football is amazing, but you've it got is. to have these real. To me, you've got to have these real fans. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm so proud of. We've been able to do that, where we have real, authentic fans. And the other thing I've I've enjoyed with what we've done as well is that we've fans from abroad. Even um, I remember they used to get disrespected a lot. Still do sometimes. But I think what we've been able to highlight a lot of the times is these fans abroad. They are no different to us. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I hear people still say things like, "Oh yeah, them, them foreign fans when they come, they're just there to take." selfies and uh, well listen uh, all right a foreign fan might come over to Watford and he's the he's been a Watford fan from afar and obviously he's going to take some pictures because he wants it for his memories yeah but let me tell you something he would have probably watched more games unless you're a season ticket holder at Watford and you go to every game home and away I can guarantee you that avid Watford fan somewhere in America has watched more games than you live because they get every game live and he will be waking up at crazy times sometimes to watch the game if he's over on if he's over on the west coast he's he getting up at stupid o'clock, seven o'clock yeah, in the morning, he's yeah. getting up at yeah. stupid o'clock to watch these games so yeah. you know we've got to respect these people yeah we've got to respect them they're they're fans the only difference between us and them is that we're nearer so we can get to go to the games yeah so um so when you got when when you're doing stuff with real fans man nothing beats it nothing beats it i know a bit about watford you know what <laughs> i mean I, I i know i know a bit about your players i know you i know how to get to vicarage roads i could probably say that emmanuel dennis looks a really good player and but listen i don't know him like you guys you watch them players week in week out mm. you know their strengths you know their weaknesses you know who's good you know we just look at a, a fan from afar we'll just see some stats and say oh emmanuel dennis brilliant player mm. you guys might turn around to me and say well actually he's good but he doesn't then, do this yeah, that's what and i'm gonna we, say and we, and we would say that's what but, i'm gonna say yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been very yeah. good but yeah, not exactly, so much recently you, yeah. you watch him every week we don't so that's yeah. what i'm saying that's why 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 we're that's why i like to hear from the real fans because you know yeah. we no, know our cool. players we know our we know our players we know our club well one thing i think we should probably touch on then is Watford and Arsenal. I think I'm not. I haven't got the stats in front of me, Robbie. So I, I haven't got a clue. But recently, I think we've been quite successful against Arsenal, both home and away. Was it the FA Cup, Carl, at, at quarter final? Yes. Yeah, I was there, Igalo, in yeah, 2016. Um, it was a little while ago. Oh come yeah. on! Well, recent. We have. That is recent, we're, Robbie. We're pulling. We're pulling anything out we can, mate. <laughs> For us, that's recent. Uh, uh, yeah. So. I think there's, you know, games are quite close between us these days. Obviously, yeah, we, we only beat you, uh, what was it, 1-0? One 1-0, nil. One nil. One nil, yeah, well, um, there, yeah. At, the, at the Emirates. There was yeah. an offside goal it or should, something, wasn't should there? should have been about 4-0, though. <laughs> yeah, Foster, yeah, we should have. Yeah. yeah, Foster saved the penalty. That's that, was the game, that was a game where your players were complaining that we should have thrown the ball back. Oh, God, yes. No, yeah. no sorry. That, that's the game where your players should have thrown the ball back. No, you know what? <laughs> you know what, right? I was right behind when that was... I, I was not actually sitting where I normally sit that game. That was a Spurs player's fault, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That's what Why I'm saying. Why throw it back? Yeah. <laughs> but, but do you know what it was, right? You guys were wasting so much time. I could see Lacazette, he was getting really frustrated. So when it came, he's like, don't throw... I could see what he's going to. Don't throw back nothing. Let's get on with it. And I, I was like, I was cool with that because it's not, not a head injury or anything like that. No, no, no. These are Danny the things Rose. that... Danny These are Rose the things I've kind of liked about Arsenal this season. We've been a bit more ruthless. So it, years gone by, we'd definitely have thrown it back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, just thought about that? Did, was it years ago? I could have this wrong. Did you have to replay a game against Sheffield United in the cup? Yes, because you did. did there, there was some something naughty. I remember yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. That's just yeah. pinged in my head there. Yeah, and that was the same sort of thing about throwing and uh, giving the ball back. And we went but you actually the replayed other end. the game, didn't you? Yeah, we went round the other end and scored, and we actually said to them, "We'll replay it." Yeah, I remember that. God, classy, yeah, imagine, man, we're classy at Arsenal. Yeah, imagine, yeah. imagine us trying to get that in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> not going to happen, is it? No, just the Greener would Robbie. never have done that, would he? You know, no, so. exactly. Just, <laughs> just obviously, you're doing this. Oh, I assume you're doing this full time. You're not like you know working in a fish and chip shop part time or anything like that. But no, not at the moment. What? 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 Having yeah, said that, Carl, have you seen this advert, the fish and chip advert that was on the other day? I have seen it. Yeah, that's, that's very a good, good advert. That's, yeah, that's a good advert. Yeah. yeah, Ramsdale. Yeah. What, what were you doing before? So what? So what? What was your? What was Robbie's life before? Where, where were you working? And what was that sort of transition like? What does that look like? I was working as a surveyor. So I used to okay. work as a I used to work as a building surveyor. At the time when I was doing, I was working in Northwest London, and yeah, that was my job. I used to like it actually. I didn't. I didn't mind the job. So when I first started doing AFTV. 
I was working full time yeah. for about the first three and a half years of it. I was working full time because I was just like, that was literally financing AFTV until in the end, I was like, I've got to leave, man, because, you know, I, I just got to give this everything now. So and you yeah, just quit your job. I quit my job in the end. Yeah. Wow. Because, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was too much. You know, what I mean, I was getting I was going in because because I used to work um in a department that sort of looked after projects. OK. So sort of big building projects. And um, so I had to attend a lot of meetings and I was falling asleep in a lot of meetings. Probably. <laughs> I mean, one thing that that job did help me really didn't enable me to do this channel because um, I say it now and <laughs> I never say it at the time to my bosses at the time. But what I used to do a lot is uh, I'd, be, I'd be on the road a lot. I'd be on the road. The, the, the company that I work for, they have properties all over London. So sometimes... Um, what I do is I travel with my laptop and I travel with my sort of Arsenal stuff kit, you know, Arsenal top and things like that. So if there was a bit of breaking news, I'd pull over, take my suit off, put on my Arsenal top, get my phone out and then record something. And then I'd retransfer it to my um, partner in the business and then we get it, we get the video up. Or sometimes there'd be like, I'd drive to the stadium, record a video outside the stadium then jump back in my car, put my suit on and go back to work. But because I had to visit loads of different properties, I could style it by saying, and I always, what I always did is I always made sure that my work was always up to date. So they never suspected anything. Yeah, yeah, my work yeah, yeah. never, yeah. my work never dropped. If I had to, if I went and done some stuff to do with AFTV during the day and say I was out for three hours, I would then work, make sure I covered all the work I was supposed to do. For free hours. Yeah, Even yeah, if yeah. I ended up working till nine o'clock at night, I'd still. So do it. it didn't affect work. Yeah. So they never, they never ever suspected anything. <laughs> it was only <laughs> when it started, when it started getting bigger and bigger and bigger, they started saying to me things like, "Robbie, saw a video at the weekend, right? Was that you? <laughs> we saw you. You know what I mean? We're interviewing some fans, and I and I used to say to him, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm helping out a mate who's got <laughs> who's got a channel. That's and they go, oh, okay, okay, yeah." But then it started to get so big that they knew. Yeah, yeah they got there all and over. Then it, and then it was starting to get really difficult, as I said, you know what I mean? Um, you know, you go Burnley away, get back up, you know, after you finish, you know, because remember, after the game, it's not just about going home. You've got to film, you've got to edit. Yeah, you've got, like, you got to edit, all that sort of it. Yeah, you get yeah. back at like, you know, 5.30 in the morning, got to be at work for nine. So it was getting I, rough, man. I've got, I got to be honest, that it, it's uh, we're, we're nowhere near on, on that terms, but I'll, I'll completely fess this up because you brought it up and it's brilliant. Is Me, me and Justin recorded a, a podcast recently with Ronnie Rosenthal. Oh, yeah, ex, yeah. Ex-Liverpool, ex of course, yeah. first. The um, that famous goal. We yeah, didn't bring yeah, that yeah. up, yeah. funnily enough. We didn't have the bottle no. to bring that up. We you didn't saw... bring it up. No, we didn't bring it up. No, yeah, well, he we must were... be fed up with that now. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was. He was clearly waiting for it. But yeah. Um, Justin said to me, "Are you all right doing it?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's fine." Uh, it was during the day. Now I work full time. Justin, Justin does a lot of his work. For, Hang on, Carl. For... Are you happy for this to go out? Or have I got to yeah, cut this? Go on. Are you <laughs> sure? No, no, no. no. Okay. We'll let it go. I'll I'll I won't, I won't, well, this could be sacking time. I won't say where I'm working. But basically, I convinced all my staff that I was on a Zoom call that uh, with, with doing a, an, an accounts management thing, and uh, I wasn't. I was doing a podcast with Ronnie Rosenthal. Carl, I can't believe you've said this. <laughs> I had to pretend to be accounts. Now, listen. Yeah. I, I used to do a lot of that, man. A lot. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it, Justin. I'm gonna quit my job and just do it. Don't just do it yet, mate. You ain't gonna survive on what we're making. I tell you, don't do that. He's asking Robbie for some help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I might have to start supporting Arsenal. Yeah. It's a big step. You know what? It's a big step. Even when, even when um, I did it, I still we were starting to make money, but I was still not making enough really to yeah to cover there, everything. Was there a partner in your life at the time that you had to kind of come home to and sort of say, "Listen, yeah, there was, there was." Um, this, I'm doing and, this. Yeah, there was, and to be fair, she backed it, but um, it was a very yeah, difficult decision because you know, um, you know, as I said, you know, um, there was no guarantees, and I wasn't, yeah, really, yeah. I wasn't making enough money to cover lose leaving that job because the job was not a bad paying job. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know what I mean. So I, I, I wasn't making enough money. The, the other thing about that job is that they liked me, so they were, they were offering me things like you know, senior posts and stuff like that, and I, I turned down two senior posts because I knew I couldn't do it. Because I knew that. That's number one. I knew it's not really what I want to do. I want to do this full time, and I didn't want to take it on and then let them down because I'm kind of like that. Well, like you know, I'm 
I'm like, if I'm working in a job, I want to give it my all. I, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I didn't want to leave. I don't want to leave somewhere and people are like saying, oh yeah, you know, he took the mick, you know? So whilst I did all, was doing all my AFTV stuff, I never made my work yeah. drop. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So. You must be putting some miles in these days though, I'm guessing. Yeah, I've been putting miles in for years. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work. But I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. And then, you know, there's a lot of things that I do nowadays that I never expected to do when I, I first started started doing the channel like I get invited to do a lot of talks at colleges and schools mm. I, I did a, a couple of weeks ago I did a, a TED talk really Warwick, Warwick, cool. yeah yeah Warwick hosted it and also spoke on it as well for uh, at Warwick University and that was brilliant wow I've nice. spoken at I've spoken at schools like Eton College I've spoken from Eton College to regular schools because what it is a lot of um youngsters as you know are really into social media you know we kind of turn social media into a business so it's talking to them about how you can do that and what it takes and you know the fact that you know it takes a lot of hard work it's, it's not just it's not all glamorous you know what I mean mm. there's a, a lot of work that goes into it so um so a lot of times yeah a lot of get asked to come in and speak a lot of times about my journey it's, it's great um I love doing that sort of stuff and it's something that I didn't I wasn't expecting those type of to be asked to do those type of things when I first started doing this but I've been asked to do loads of stuff like that and it's been great and it is part of the it's part of the journey and you know we've we along the way we've won awards and we, we we've been nominated for award next week um at the sports journalism awards wow cool um which is a real cool to even get nominated in that yeah, yeah. that's a real cool thing as well um so yeah so it's it's been listen uh, it's been an amazing amazing journey uh, a lot of things is what I always say to a lot of the youngsters that I speak to. I say, listen, if you've got an idea and that, try and execute it because you don't always know at first where it's going to come, you know, where you're thinking it's going to take you. The, the journey can be even slightly different. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. And just so, yeah, and just not to give up along the way because you are going to have challenges. Yeah. Bumps in the road, yeah. So is that yeah, what you yeah. would say to any aspiring Robbie Lyle out there? Your, your advice to anybody that thinks, actually, I want to do, I don't know, Ipswich Town TV or something. It's it's go for it and see where it goes, basically. Go for it and see where it goes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, as I said, when I first started, I, I had no experience in this. Mm. Um, and I've kind of had to learn it on the go. But sometimes um, that can even be better because, you you know, <laughs> you've learned from some tough knocks. So you learn not to do it again or you, you learn to get better at certain things, you know? Mm. So, but listen, sometimes as well, you've got dreams or you've got, ideas and if you don't execute them if you don't go for it you never know whether it was going to work or not and you don't know you know this this world of social media is so big i mean you, you you're broadcasting worldwide you don't know who's listening to you i mean you guys could be doing this podcast right now right and you may think that oh you know what we're still growing it's a small but you don't know it could be a watford fan in hollywood Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying it as a scenario. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. just says, Oh, I love these guys. Actually, I want to get them to do this, blah, 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 blah. You know, you, don't, you just don't know. Yeah. yeah. You just don't know. You don't know what's going to come out of what you do. You, all you've got to do is just be consistent at what you do. Do it well. Do it as good as you possibly can do it. Always look to improve. And, you know, you've got, you've got a chance. It's, it's a bit like um, the analogy I always kind of draw is a bit like footballers. You know what? I have a lot of respect for footballers, right? Because what they've had to go through to make it, even though we might slag them off at times on that, but what every football player, even a player playing in any of the divisions, what they've had to go through to make it is incredible. The amount yeah. of people, the amount of kids that play football, the dedication you have to have, even if you're good, you've got to practice, 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 and you've got to keep going. And even when sometimes a coach might not fancy you, you still got to keep going. And if you do, and you got the talent, you can, you can make it. Well, I, mean, yeah. I, I, I like positives, man. I don't, I don't. Like no, no, I like it. I like it. You know, like like you, always, you know, you always hearing this stat about footballers where they go, oh, only, only point one percent, or we'll play in the Premier League and. I hate that when they say that because, you know, you, all right, you may not play in the Premier League, but you could play in the Championship or you could play in League One, League Two. League two you still yeah. made it as a professional footballer. Yeah, that's true. It's very you know, true. you could play abroad. You could, you know, or you might make it to the, you know, I mean, you, maybe your journey is not straight away. You know, you get the example, you look at Arsenal, um, Saka has gone right through the ranks at Arsenal and has made it into the first team. 
Mm. Don't forget Watford. Right. He was at Watford. He was he was at Watford as well. Yeah. 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 But he, yeah, exactly. He had to go to Watford, have a little stint there before going. Emil Smith Rowe, same thing. He had to have a stint at Huddersfield. Yeah. But he yeah. put it in at Huddersfield. He was brilliant at Huddersfield. That's why we brought him back. But I can tell you that Emil Smith Rowe, he was at Chelsea's um development squad and they let him go. They let him go. They didn't think he was good enough. You don't want to and mention somebody, Harry Kane, do you? Well, I can mention that, you know, the Harry Kane thing, <laughs> Harry Kane. Harry Kane, of course, was at Arsenal. We all know, yeah? yeah? Harry Kane was at Arsenal. We let Harry Kane go because they said he's too fat. Couldn't shift weight, could he? Yeah, they they, they said he's he's, he's too fat. They let him go. Harry Kane's at Tottenham. He's on loads of different loans. I think he was alone at Leicester. He was alone at Southend. They're on the verge of selling him. And do you know what? He, he, He had a break. I think remember they had that guy sold Dardo. He was terrible. Yeah, remember? terrible. Wasn't it? Oh. And then they put put Harry Kane in for a couple of games in the Europa League. He scored, and then now the rest is history. He, he sees his opportunity. If if Harry Kane would have, or, or say you know um, Smith Rowe would have just said, "Oh man," or even a load of players that start off at smaller clubs. Look at Jude Bellingham. He, yeah. To me, he's going to be one of the biggest players in this country in years to come. He started at Birmingham City. Yeah. Now he's at Dortmund. And he'll probably come back to the Premier League and be at Man United or he'll be at one of the big clubs in this country. And he's going to be one of the stars of the future. In in, in. so I, I I try to look I try to look for positives, but <laughs> make no mistake, if those any of those names I've named there, if they didn't put the work in, you they won't be hearing it. about them. They're out. Yeah. No, very, very true. Positivity, that's what we like. Yeah. It's I'm trying to be positive on for Sunday as well. Yeah, we well, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. <laughs> those, those same players, Saka and Smithrow, go to Watford on Sunday and put that performance in. Listen, I, I would, I would really like to see Watford stay up. Yeah, you and me both. So would we. I would like to see. I'd like to see Watford stay up. Is I, I, you know, I, I like what they've done there. I, I, I like the fans there, but we need that. We need that win at the weekend. Well, big game. Arsenal. Big game. That, that's a that's a huge game for us. Yeah. And, and and that's the thing. Every you know, it's a huge game for you guys. Obviously, yeah, it is. You know, but for us, it's a, a, a we desperate to get into the top four, and um, it's a game we have to win. It is, and, and let's put it this way: this season we've won two games at home and drawn one game and lost the rest. So wow. the, the the odds are in your favour. Did beat Man United at home though. Yes, yeah, Aston Villa. That's it. Two games. And Aston Villa drew yeah. with Newcastle. The rest yeah. have been rather disappointing. Uh, however, Roy does seem to have managed to keep some clean sheets. We haven't scored. I don't know, I don't know how you kept a clean sheet at Man United. But no, that was luck, mate. All the way. But well done for that. Yeah, that was great. No, no, we were relieved. Um, so let's see. What I mean, I, I I hate doing predictions and things like that because football's just really not worth trying to do a prediction on. But yeah, I mean, if if I was to say now, I would think you've probably got a strong chance on Sunday. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. To, 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 to be fair, Arsenal, we've been playing well recently yeah you have yeah you know we went away to Wolves that's very impressive in in beating them you know then we beat them the other day at home it was a tight game but we managed to get over the line with that but in general I think for a lot of this season there's been some good performance if, if Arsenal start fast yeah that's the thing um you know I think the thing that's really helping us this season is you know that we're not in Europe we've not had the squad to cope with European football over the past four or five seasons so normally you'd find you'll have these games where Arsenal play I don't know a game in Europe on the Thursday and then we come to Watford on the Sunday and like half of our players are half cooked and I don't think you're going to find that this time. As a matter of fact, we our last game was that Thursday when we played Wolves. We didn't play a game last weekend because we were mm. supposed to play Liverpool and they were in the Carabao yeah. Cup. Right. So they've had all that time to rest the players. What I'm finding with Arsenal, they're coming into games fresh. I, I think that this was a kind of advantage to sometimes to teams like Watford, to teams like Wolves. The fact that we were always coming off of the back of a grueling Europe game game in Europe or additional game we're not at the moment we're coming in fresh fully prepared there's not many players out at the moment most of the players are fit and ready to go I'm hoping that Tommy Asu will be fit and ready to go for that game on Sunday and hopefully Smithrow will be back as well so we should have like more or less a full full squad to choose from mm. and, and I think even the players that are like you know your guys like Pepe are chomping at the bit as well so it bodes well at the moment for Arsenal you know what I mean and we've got something to aim for which is to try and get into that top four and we've got a great chance well yeah. at full time mate when you're doing your bit to camera you'll probably hear us walking past going 
fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Walking down Vicarage. I told you, Robbie. Yeah. See you later, mate. Ta-da. Told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I, I hope so. I'm sure you if, do. If Arsenal score first, for me... We that, don't do well when teams we, score We don't first. do well with that because we're, we're, really? we then got to go and commit because we've got to chase the game, which we, mm. we leave we leave space behind, uh, which Arsenal, to be fair, with their, with their passing, yeah. will be able to pick us apart. So it's really about keeping it as tight for as long as we can. A little bit like we did at Man United. Keeping it mm. as tight for as long as we can and then trying to catch you on the break with, with our pace because um, we've got bags of pace up front. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I'm, I'm not, based on our home form and based on the way Arsenal are playing at the, at the moment, I'm not really feeling it for Sunday. <laughs> well, I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 um, I'm trying to be positive, but yeah. As I said, we really need this, man. We need, um, the, the thing is about us at the moment as well, like we need three points every game. Because that race for the top four is so tight. That we need, you know, we need three points every game. If so. if we if we were mid table, I'd be I'd be quite happy that we could nick something because there's no pressure. Yeah, I think I think once the once the Vicarage yeah. Road crowd get on the on, on the back of the guys that you know if we're one nil down and we're not you know the passing's a bit off, the pressure the you feel yeah. it in there at the moment. You can well, feel it. Yeah, and there'll be pressure on Arsenal because, as I said, we need to win. See, this is the the thing about this time of the season. I I, I was saying this the other day when we played Brentford. Um, When we played Brentford first game of the season, they had nothing to lose. I mean, the first game in a brand new stadium, you know, Arsenal, in that game, we did have players missing. We had like, you know, four or five players missing with COVID and stuff like that. They they came into that game steaming and and they were like, even if we lose this game, no one's going to criticise Brentford. No one's going to say anything. We go again next week blah blah but when we played them the other day now they're now all of a sudden in a bit of a relegation battle they need to get something out of that game at the emirates they need a point at least they need to, it's not a it's not a, it doesn't matter if we lose game it's like we need something and it changes the dynamic it does mm-hmm. and this is what happens at this time of the season now you know what i mean on both sides it's going to change the yeah. dynamic change the dynamic for us because we know we got to win the game so maybe earlier on in the season if we went to vicarage, vicarage road and we got a point you know there'd be some arsenal fans saying all right well you know i'll take that now it's like we need three points if points no good yeah, and you guys, you need something out of it as well. That's no good. So it makes it, gonna I be, think that's why the games at this time of season are so entertaining because there's so much on it. You're going to be busy after the game if you don't win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we'll be walking behind you, going, "All right, Robbie, yeah. how you doing? <laughs> good luck, mate. See ya." <laughs> oh no, no, no. We 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 gotta win this game. We gotta win this yeah. game. Yeah, awesome. This is Ronnie Rosenthal speaking, and you are listening. To do not scratch your eyes. Robbie, thank you very much for coming on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. No, thank you very much and uh, looking forward to the game. And um, sorry, guys, we need those three points. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you keep saying yeah. But, but no, no, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate nah, it. Appreciate it, Robbie. Thanks so much. Honestly, um, you know, the stuff that you do, whether people like it, don't, if it's not for them, you know, from a, from a football fan's point of view, I love what you do. I love what the guys do over there and all your hard work. And, I, you know, just from the stuff me and Justin do, we know how much time it takes and all the effort mm. you put in. So well done, mate. Honestly, you know, hats off to you. Superb. Thank you very much. Cheers, all Robbie. Right, mate. Thank Speak you. Speak to you soon. All right, take care. Cheers, Robbie. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.